0: Everyone, thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your shit together.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your thirteenth favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit, shit. Together. It's my fourteenth, wow. actually, but no, that's okay. <laughs> You guys had that like <laughs> synchronized. Um, well, welcome, fellas. Uh, everyone who we've got everyone in the studio today. Um, I'm Rohit Rohila. Glenn Rux here. Uh, Kevin Barques. And Kyle Reed. All right, fellas. So we're gonna dive in, and uh, I'm actually gonna let Glenn introduce this one since uh, it was a topic that he kind of uh, mentioned.
2: Well, you know, when, when I look back at my last few weeks, I had this one topic in mind. It just came into my head. The feeling of helplessness. We all experience it at some point in our lives. We all have a problem that we just feel we can't face or we can't fix. Maybe we have a loved one that's going through some trouble and we don't know how to help them and we feel helpless. Like there's nothing we can do, but we want to do something. And I I feel like you know that's something that we should be able to discuss and figure out how we can get out of that feeling of helplessness. As it sticks around, it's painful. Being helpless in the face of someone else's troubles, or even helpless in the face of your own troubles. Mm-hmm.
1: How I I think before we dive into that, how would you even describe, or define helplessness?
2: In in. Real terms, helplessness, not being able to help, not being able to do something. The feeling of helplessness is not the same, though. You may be able to do something, but you're not focusing on the right thing. Um, You're not focusing on the right way in which you can help. For instance, let's say someone in your family is sick, deathly sick. Um, They've got terminal cancer. It's a very dark subject, right? But you love this person dearly. You don't know how you can help this person. You feel like you're helpless. But sometimes just being around that person, smiling for them, because they've got so much trouble already, having you walk around depressed because you can't help someone doesn't help their situation. So just a smile can be helpful. But, you know, the, the thing is, people feel helpless because they don't know what to do. I would ask, it's, it's a good a good take on it, and from a
3: why someone feels helpless perspective. Do
2: you think it has something to do with not being in control? Definitely. It is definitely one of those things where you're not in control. So would you say,
3: and this is maybe a broad statement, individuals... Who tend to have trouble coping with helplessness or, or that feeling, whether it be a loved one or a friend, family, or whatever it is, would be individuals who tend to feel like they need to have control of situations.
2: Either that, or they don't like seeing others in pain. I don't know that anybody likes to see that. Mm, well, there are some crazy people out there, right? mm-hmm. but, like me. Yeah, you're sadistic, real hit. Yeah, yes. You're so happy all the time. But there, there are people that really want to help someone else. Um, from my recent experience, you know, I've, I've had this friend for, God, 20-plus years now. I've known him since junior high. Someone put up with you that long? I, can't, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right? Right? I mean, literally, I'm surprised. That's the thing. That's what made it such a, a painful thing for me. been trying to help this person get control of their own life and learn how to live on their own. Um, put this person up in my house. You know, I, 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 I gave guidance. I offered support. And this person just did everything to sabotage themselves. Yeah. The sad thing is I was seeing it, but I didn't know what I could do about it. And there came a point when I, when I just said I had to stop myself because it was pain. I mean, I could feel the pain building in my chest. Mm-hmm. It was... It was I'm not kidding. When I say it's painful to my heart, I could feel my heart beating out of rhythm when I thought about it. Yeah. So I had to take a step back and figure out why I was feeling that way. And, you know, I, I could easily say, you know, for a friendship this long, it it's a friendship. I mean, this is a love friendship. I love this person to death. It's almost like a brother to me. Wow. But, um... I I see the same pattern that he's been living in for over 20 years. I understand he's not going to break that in three years' time. (laughs) But there's been no effort to even try. Yeah. And that just caused so much emotional and physical pain on myself that I had to figure out how to do something. Yeah. Yeah. At what point
3: do you think acceptance is the answer? Or do you think it is?
2: It it is. There is a point where you have to accept the fact that this situation is not something you can help. Mm -hmm. And you have to walk away from it. You have to let it go. It's hard to realize when that is, mainly because it is so, I don't know, it's so close to your heart and your feelings So when it's that close to your heart and your feelings, um, it, it impacts every portion of your life. I mean, you you feel it from your toes to the top of your head. <laughs> um, this person, I was like I said, I was feeling it in my heart. I was feeling it. I was I was dreaming about this. I mean, I was waking up in nightmares. Uh, And and it it just pains me not being able to do something about it. So there's a point when, especially the person that doesn't want help in this type of situation, you have to step back. You have to accept the fact that they're not going to change unless they want to. And you have to be able to step back and go, you know what, I'm taking my hands off this. You're going to have to fall on your own because I'm not going to go down with you. As much as I love you, I cannot help you out. I'm not going to prop you up anymore.
0: That's the tricky thing about a lot of these hopeless feelings that we have for other people is it's really hard, especially when we care about someone, to allow them to fail, Mm -hmm. allow them to take ownership for what it is that they're doing, because a lot of times they won't do it. And it's because of whatever that scenario that they have going on prevents them from doing so. Um, and yeah, its I mean, it's really difficult and there's resources out there, but until that person will actually take that step and either acknowledge an issue or acknowledge that there are solutions to, to go get out there, it, there's not a lot you can do. You just have to have to let it go.
2: There are those times when the people actually recognize that there is a problem, too. They're just mm-hmm. not putting the effort into fixing it.
0: True.
1: So one of the things that, that I've come across is there are people who will feel like they're in helpless situations, especially around like finances that where they'll avoid looking at bank statements and, and bills and, and all that kind of stuff just because it conjures up so much anxiety and nervousness that they're like you know what I'm gonna I'll take a look at it tomorrow I'm just gonna relax today because it's been so stressful and the stress just builds and builds and I've had a lot of people even to me say when you know when I'm doing an event or or you know different programs they'll ask for discounts or they'll they'll ask you know why can't this be free you know you know me like come on you know just just hook me up and a painful lesson for me to have learned was if i give it to you for free or even discounted let, let's just say it's it's worth $100 but i give it to you for 75 you know just $25 discount not that big of a deal but now all of a sudden the worth the worth of it for you is now seventy-five dollars. It's no longer hundred dollars. And there are times when I think people just need, for example, we don't know his side of things. You know, mm-hmm. not to not to you know question you, but this entire time he could have been completely out of his comfort zone. He could have been working towards a positive situation that he had never experienced before. And, and again, I, I don't know his side. I, I've just heard your side. Um, but I, I think that's, that's one thing that we have to be careful of is when we put ourselves in somebody else's shoes, What what is it that, that we can learn from it? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... At at some point like you guys have been friends forever and and I've known him for for a quite a long time through through you as well and one of of the things that I've learned is sometimes people just need an ear and Mm -hmm. they just need to throw up emotionally
2: right and I I am gonna be one of those guys that always promotes communication yeah because communication uh, like what we do here, this is a safe environment for us. I mean, we can sit here and discuss anything with our personal lives and not have any fear about it. At least that's the way I hope you all feel it. I mean, it. 100%. <laughs> um, and that's the kind of environment I've always tried to promote with this person. Mm-hmm. It's like, just let me know what kind of problems are going on. I'll help. Or I'll, I'll just listen. I'll, I'm here for you. I'm not going to judge you based on mistakes you've made. I'm not going to judge you based on decisions you've made. Those are your decisions, your mistakes. You have to, to come to grips with them. I'm just here to help, give advice. I'm here to here to listen. I'm here to be your friend. That's it. It's
1: well. One question I have for I, I guess everyone here. Um, so, you know, not taking you know terminal cancer. You know, not considering right. that. But but situations where you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. In those types of situations, what is more painful? When someone that you love won't drink the water? Or when someone you love just isn't open in their communication with you?
2: Just open with their communication. I can tell you right now that's the the one pain that I had the most with with this friend. There was no communication none whatsoever I mean through any of the trials he had through any of the problems he had and there were a few and I could tell there there were a lot of financial issues but there were there was no communication and I, I yeah you know, I, I don't know maybe I start to wonder you know am I doing something wrong that he doesn't feel comfortable coming to me I mean what am I doing that makes him feel uncomfortable? Mm. Or why, why does he feel he needs to hide something from, from me? I've known him most of his life. I mean, really. He's known me most of my life. He knows things about me that no one in this room knows. So.
1: So what about for you guys? Like, when you are on the other side, how are things for you? When, when you're the person who's not drinking water or, you know, maybe avoiding someone or things like that.
0: So... I have learned the hard way a few times in my life. and uh, We all have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the key is I, I learned from them. Um, I didn't just let stuff continue to happen. But the thing that helped me in some of those scenarios being on the other side is being open and honest with the communication completely makes a big difference versus sharing bits and pieces. Because if you get led to water based off of a fraction of the information, even if it's 75%, that water might not be the right water to be drinking, which is something that I had learned. So when I got to the water, I didn't drink it because I didn't tell the whole story and it didn't feel like that was the right decision for me. Mm. Um, And I think that's what a lot of people do, unfortunately. Um, A lot of time I think people are ashamed, they're embarrassed, they're... I mean, there could be a variety of different emotions about why they're not sharing all of that information. But if it really is a bad situation, you really do want to get out of, no matter how big or small, if you're asking someone for help or you're confiding in someone, you may as well tell them the whole thing because they're already, they're already listening to the other, you know, whatever percent that you're telling them and just let it all out so you can actually get the right water to drink. It doesn't mean people will every time, but the more people are willing to open up, the better the result is going to be. Mm-hmm.
1: One of the things that we've mentioned a lot is we judge others based off their results, but we judge ourselves based off our intentions. And and I think that's that's kind of appropriate here because if you take a look at it, when you are avoiding something, it's because you are taking a look at it emotionally instead of logically you know we we've all had things that we've avoided
2: you know oh, hell yeah
1: even if it's you know asking a girl out on a date you know we we avoid it because we automatically our subconscious goes to worst case scenario she's gonna say no she's gonna laugh at me I'm gonna be embarrassed our friendship's not going to be the same whatever the case is and those are all emotional things but then say we we do go through with it and even if it doesn't work out, we feel better because now it's gone from emotion to logic and when we're facing anxiety all we're doing is focusing on the emotion instead of the logic and when we judge others off their results that's an emotional connection but when we do it based off intentions that's a logical thing and so I I think one of the one of the main things to do is when you are working with with someone who you you can tell there's something going on maybe it's it's helpful to get the emotions out of it and have them circle back around themselves in a logical standpoint so instead of instead of us saying look Kyle like you've been you've been thinking about this like you just got to get your head out of it you know get, get your get your head in the game walk it off you know those are all emotional things but, <laughs> but if I flip it around Literally, yeah, and be up. like, all right, Kyle, like, I, I know you're in this tough situation. What are three things that you could do right now that will get you at least six inches closer to, to the goal line? You know, I'm not looking for, for the next 10 yards. I'm just looking for the next six inches. Then also what that does is it shifts the mindset for the person to think more lo- think more logically. If you're thinking more logically, you're not tied down to that same anxiety.
0: What I've experienced also is in addition to breaking things down like that is sometimes you find out as you're trying to go through that with someone that they just don't know what the next step should be because they've not experienced something like this. Let's use finances, for example, that, you know, someone digs such a hole that they don't even know where to start. And that's part of why I think that people, um, kind of frees up if you will over finances and it's not that they don't want to look at the statement it's they don't know what to do with information when they see it um Uh, i've got a family member which will remain unnamed but you know her and her husband have had financial issues as long as i can remember and they not only don't know what to do and how to make the right decision but they keep on making the wrong decision so they're taking it head on Mm -hmm. but they're doing it blindly or they're doing it based off of what one person said rather than actually doing the research to figure out what a good solution is and what a good couple of steps might be like you're suggesting. And it's dug them a further and further negative situation, unfortunately.
1: What are situations that you guys have felt helpless Yeah, but then have kind of come around? Yes, yeah, I was, was going to say... You know, as we're having
3: this conversation, right, we're discussing helplessness from two perspectives, the inability to help others, as Glenn mentioned, and then Kevin and as you guys mentioned, the inability to help yourself. Um, I think they're both tremendously tied to emotion. And I would think another thing that comes to mind is when we talk about gifting or giving, right? What is your intention? Right? Yeah. Do you have expectations when you give or gift? Because when you feel the inability to help someone else and it pains you or angers you or frustrates you, why do you want to help them so bad, right? Are you helping them on the path of your ideal future for them or their ideal future for themselves? Do you really understand what they want, right? Um, I've discussed on this podcast tons of of times. um, The challenges that I've had maintaining a positive relationship with my mom through drug abuse for 20 years now, right? So I think I'm good at it now. I wasn't always, right? I had resentment, I had anger, I had frustration, I had embarrassment, I had shame. I felt those things about myself. I wasn't doing drugs, right? But I thought that that was the perception of me because of my mom. So. Everything that I wanted for her, I felt helpless as well, but I was helpless. I felt helpless because she didn't align with my ideal future for her, right? Mm -hmm. So once I realized the things that I wanted for her, I wanted for her for myself, she didn't want for herself. Or maybe she did, but she wasn't able to receive the help she needed, right? Or she wasn't able to do anything with the tools that she was given when she went and attempted to get help multiple times, right? So I can only support as much as I can and then just be accepting of the rest, right? Because you don't have to stop loving somebody because they don't align with where you want them to be. And you can alleviate yourself and let go of that feeling of helplessness in the process. So that's from perspective, right, of feeling... The inability to help somebody else around you. Now with yourself, I think a lot of things come to play, and I think most of them are tied to self-worth and value, um, potentially low self-esteem, potentially insecurities, whatever it may be, right? So when we talk about finances, you're kind of like, I don't want anyone to know, I don't want to ask for help, because now I feel like they're going to think that I can't do this on my own but I want people to think that I can do this on my own or whatever the case may be. And then you just begin to beat yourself up and you're not kind to yourself. And you're never going to be able to accomplish anything from that perspective. And that's when those feelings of helplessness, I think, would begin to sink in. So from both angles, I think you have to look at it from a different perspective, right? When you're looking at it from somebody else, I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, from yourself, take a look at how you treat yourself, right? You may not align with your ideal future for yourself right now, but you can get there and you don't have to feel helpless. There are steps, there is a process, but you got to have drive as well and desire
1: to get there. Dang, I some deep stuff. Like, I really appreciated a lot of what you said because you put it in such a different way that I had never really thought about. You know, talk about how almost almost like one, one of the major reasons why couples don't work is because of unexpressed or uncommunicated expectations of the other person. Yeah. You know, how how do you know I'm expecting these things of you if, if, if I don't even communicate don't that with you? And the fact that you talked about your past experiences and how you felt like it was a reflection of you. Yeah. It was
3: hard. It was a long time ago, you know, at that point. I don't feel that way now, but I did for a long time. Five, six, seven, eight, probably almost 10 years, man. Um, So yeah, it's tough. I like how you you mentioned as well, um, uncommunicated or unexplained expectations, right? And it's, I think there's a responsibility on both parties one, for the individual to communicate what their expectations are of that person, but two, for the other person to create an environment where that third party feels comfortable to do so. Oh, right? Yeah. So it's, you may not think it's your responsibility, but realistically, if you're not getting from that person what you desire, then part of it is your responsibility, right? If, you know, Rohit, if you expect people to use coasters, on your table every time, but you never say anything. There's never coasters here. Yeah. Part of that's your responsibility. But if the people that you invite over all the time are aggressive and rude and inconsiderate, they're not creating an environment where you feel safe to tell them that. So maybe they shouldn't be in your life anymore. You know what I mean? So I think there's two sides to that. This is just a, a random example I thought of, obviously, because I'm looking at my water bottle, sweating in this warm, podcast room this <laughs> coaster <laughs> um, but i think there's two sides to it right you know so glenn your situation um i don't know if it'll make a difference or help at all but that's something that i had to do you know i do it in my love life today with emily right i, I need to make sure that she feels comfortable that she can tell me anything and i can tell her anything right so i have to approach those situations with that awareness um The awareness of the fact that that's even a thing came from those conversations with my mom, right? Mm -hmm. I can imagine that my mom wants me to feel proud that she's my mom and not embarrassed that she's my mom, right? So one of the things I can do to do that is just tell her I love her. Tell her I'm proud of her. No matter what she's doing or what it was that she's accomplished, let her know that I'm proud of her. Introduce her to my friends or to other people around. Hey, this is my mom. Say it with pride, right? So little things like that. Let her know that I'm still happy that she's my mom,
0: right? Mm -hmm.
3: And they make her feel comfortable with me, that she can share things with me, and that she doesn't have to be reserved uh, or feel insecure or have self-doubt in herself that you know as a man now from a, uh, a care perspective i suppose right she doesn't have to feed me but clothes my back <clears throat> take me to school or work or anything like that anymore from that perspective i don't need her but i need to let her know every day that i still need her in my life
0: mm-hmm.
3: so i think that comes from trying to create that environment um, years past to continue to develop that relationship and maintain that relationship that gave me the ability to see that it even is something that matters today in all the relationships. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense or-
2: It does, it makes perfect sense.
3: Good stuff, you've been going through it lately,
2: huh? It's been a few years in the making. Yeah. Tried so many different things and it just came to a head where I had to let it go. Of course, that decision was made for me when the person moved out while I was in Montana for a wedding. Oh. Without telling me. Yeah. Did that make it harder? That, just the, I guess the communication side, you know, that's always the most painful part. That's, but that's no different than what this person has given you for years, though, right?
3: Right. So you should expect that. That should be part of your expectation for that individual. Right, wrong, or indifferent, we... We create expectations for individuals around us. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wow, was that a surprise? It's tough, right? It is very tough. Yeah.
2: I guess I was just holding on to too much hope.
3: Yeah. We do what we can and, and let everyone else take care of the rest.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Man, this is tough. One of the... One of my greatest struggles is, as I've shared with you guys, is learning when to let go of people. Mm-hmm. When, in their eyes, the friendship ended five years ago. And I'm still <laughs> calling them up like, hey, it's What's been a while, on? you know.
2: Um, and Stalker. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> that, peeking in the windows. Hey, you want to go hang out? Yeah. Want to go hang out?
1: And And that has been painful for me. Because I I think it's – we – our subconscious feels most comfortable when there are reliable patterns. There are certain patterns it sees, okay, I can count on that. Cool. That is now a program or a belief. Same thing with you, Glenn. Like you've known this guy for a long time and based off that you had certain um patterns of your relationship with him you go off to a wedding and you come back and he's gone that hurt comes because a pattern is broken a, a pattern that you a pattern that you relied on and now you're dealing with not just maybe the end of of this relationship that you've had for so long but you're coming to terms with a sense of abandonment as well because that's what happened he he abandoned you he abandoned the relationship he abandoned the friendship for me that's been very difficult for for me to learn is it's not just that they lost in touch they abandoned our relationship our our friendship because if it if it was valued to them as it was valued to me we would find a way to work it out Finally what I've done is I've I've made a a, a do not call list for myself. <laughs> and started adding people to it. I mean I I know it sounds silly but I've been struggling with this my whole life. You know, I haven't talked to you in 20 years. Well, you know, let me let me reach out one more time, you know. And and finally like just with this with this recent friend again, like we made plans something came up. We made plans again, something comes up. You know, it's, it's just a, a pattern that I did not want to see nor admit because the, the friendship was, was more valuable to me in, in my eyes. And so now that I've created this do not call list, it's, it's helping me because what I'm doing now is I'll go back and I'm like, okay, who do I need to add to this? Let me reach out to them one last time. And if they don't respond now, then it's so that's why I'm not getting any list. calls from real hit anymore <laughs> like? I'm on his no call list. <laughs> <laughs> and and the interesting thing uh, about all this is that's one of the things that relationships and be it friendship, co-workers, friendships, whatever, is so, there's a it's so valuable that in thirty day there's there's an entire day centered around it. And it's it's when you make an when you realize something's going on in a relationship and, and the and again i'm using the word relationship as you know freely in-depth in relationship yeah.
3: platonic romantic whatever
1: if if you don't hear from the other person and you reach out to him and say look i'm, I'm feeling like there's a distance between us i would like to put everything on the table let's work it out i value you i hope you still value me Let's figure out what's going on and let's fix this. And then you don't hear from the other person for a while. You know, maybe maybe like a month goes by and then finally they respond saying, you know, I'll reach out to you when when I'm ready. Meaning, when it's on my terms, then I'll reach out to you. For me, that's that's a flag now where it wouldn't have been before. You're going on the do not call list because i value our relationship enough to try to get to the bottom of what's going on and if if you aren't doing the same then the relationship isn't important to you you reached out to to your buddy multiple times on multiple levels by him not reciprocating it's it's reflective of painfully enough what the relationship is, you know. And, and no, it doesn't have anything to do with you.
2: 100% does. Oh. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no well, I mean, thing. It, it, and, and it really could. It, it could have something to do with me. A little maybe, bit. Maybe I'm not approachable. A, a little bit. Um, it's one thing I've been doing my best to be better at, because you know me, Rohit, I'm, no, yeah. yes, no, yes, no, there's no maybes. And I've had but. to have
1: a couple awkward conversations with you, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think back to where, when when that happened, it, it wasn't, I'm, I'm trying to replay in my mind to see if you had done anything that made me feel like I couldn't, and I don't think you did. You also don't possess, you
3: possess a different set of tools in this individual
1: Mm. and your comfort
3: zone is completely different. Oh, that's true, by far. You're Alaska, he's Vermont. Oh, that's true. Mm. Awkward analogy, but you get what I'm saying. I
0: was thinking the exact same thing is, everyone moves at a different pace as far as how they process and how they deal with things. So although that's a a fair rule Mm -hmm. for you, it may not be fair to expect that of someone
3: else. Mm. Part of it is a level of acceptance, right? So you understand who Glenn is and you accept that and you understand how to communicate with him. Mm -hmm. You communicate with Glenn different than you communicate with myself or Kevin, I would imagine, or anyone else. Mm -hmm. And potentially, uh, this individual has a different expectation, I would imagine, as well. Probably. Probably.
2: It's hard stuff. to gauge the expectation when you don't know what the person needs. Yeah. can got to figure out how to, how to ask or just accept.
3: Oh. Acceptance
2: is key. Well, Glenn, appreciate you bringing up this topic. It's an important topic. Yeah. Everyone deals with helplessness. Yeah. You
3: want to wrap it up today? Put a bow on this bad boy for us. Why not? Do the
1: Kyle Reed two minute takeaway? It's the Glenn Rux today, baby. The Glenn Rux. Glenn Rux presents Kyle
2: Reed's two minute takeaway. That's right. <laughs> on this exciting episode, um, <laughs> we we discuss some pretty near and dear topics to each of us. I mean acceptance in the face of helplessness. Whether you accept that you can't help or you look for different ways that you can help. We all feel those moments of helplessness, and it's it's something that we all have to find a way to deal with, whether it's letting go um, or seeking help. We have to seek help sometimes. we got to let it go sometimes. And it may be painful, but it's infinitely better than letting that millstone hang on you. So find a way. Move forward. You Can't let your progress stop. So thank y'all. We'll catch you again on the next exciting episode of Get Your Shit Together. Get your shit together, baby. Peace.
0: Thanks everyone for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.